welcome back to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Guys, I appreciate you tuning in. I'll give you a couple minutes here to log on if you want to listen to us live. Um, thank you for joining us. You can go uh, to the show's Facebook page or the YouTube channel, the Crestcore Real Estate Hour, and you can check out all of our past shows. Um, we have gotten a slow start to 2020. We were planning to take a break, and then COVID hit. So we're uh, the last couple of weeks, we have uh, dialed it back up again, and we're, we're going to you know, come to you weekly. So... Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, today we're going to re review just a little bit of what we've talked about um, the first couple of weeks, and we're going to get into the top 10 mistakes um, that investors are making. If you have any questions on anything that we talk about, Dan Butler's with me as always. Uh, my email is dean at crestcore.com. Dan is dan at crestcore.com. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have any questions on our topics today or what you've heard us say today or anything you want us to talk about in the future please you know feel free to email us in ask any questions so let's talk about let, let's recap a little bit the last couple yeah. of weeks dan we've been talking about covid and yep. what's going on with covid and and um we we talked about staying positive and staying focused what are some of the things uh for well first have you seen any changes anything in the last three weeks this is our fourth show uh, of the year have you seen any kind of change from when we did this four weeks ago to today so, so two big things i would say just before we dive into the um, to the main meat of the show is um, the eviction piece. So it's a two-part piece. Yep. Evictions are opening up. So those that have had, you know, a lag of, you know, we've tried our best to get tenants that are residents that aren't working, you know, not paying, yep. don't have a plan to try to get them to move on their own, cash for keys, those kind of things. But those that aren't, that aren't communicating and just kind of playing games, which is a very, very small percentage. So make sure we small. understand, talk through that. Because collections have been par on, you know, on point. Yeah. So across the board, uh, talk to peers across the nation. You know, yeah. I got friends with text back and forth, and we're all seeing the same thing. Leasing's been good, collection's been good, which we got into with the, you know, the stimulus and unemployment, all that stuff. But um, the courts are moving back up June fifteenth, so I think you're going to see a little bit of flood of, you know, and it's going to take a while to get through those. Absolutely, we're um, not going to have them all on June fifteenth, right? But on the positive side of that. I just took a survey yesterday afternoon, actually, from some nonprofits that are associated with the government, local government, mm -hmm. and basically agreeing that if they can come up with, with ways to help residents that are the good residents that are trying to do the right thing, yeah. would we be allowed? Would we work with them if they were given some sort of government supplement or something, a boost? And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. The goal is not a vacant house. No. I think that's where like the rent. I think that's where we get you know kind of sidetracked sometimes with yeah. our. Um, you know, people in the city and stuff that think that we're just out, you know, bad landlords, victim tenants. That's not what we want to do. Because if you look at the numbers, an occupied house is when you make money. Yeah. You know, nobody and wants anything. And the longer they stay, the better you are. The, the better turnover, you are. You don't want the turnover. I, uh, yeah. I had one that was late, had been two months late, came in and paid in full. That's never happened to me, mm -hmm. by the way. Yeah. If I've ever had someone get behind, they've stayed behind, and I've had to, I've had to evict them or have them out. This person came in and paid. It was two full months. Just caught up. Caught up, one hundred percent. So yeah. I, that to me is a little bit of an update for myself. I, yeah. I knew I had that one coming, and I was prepared to um, go through the eviction mm -hmm. on them. And I, I'd basically even told them, I said, "Hey, you know, you, you, you don't have to go anywhere now. I mean, you know, you're, right. I, I can't do anything with you now, but I, I have to evict you. You're now going on three months." And sure mm -hmm. enough, the guy came in with, with the healthy check and called himself back up so I was happy I'd, uh, that's about the only thing I had going wrong so that that's some changes for me um, I the, our team has stayed positive mm -hmm. um, Brooke and I are consistently getting houses out we're having 
Uh, we had a decent May. Um, we were we were over 20, at 21 that we closed in May, and um, we have got a pretty decent June. Now this is not anywhere near where our numbers are supposed to be. Sure. We're about we're, we really want to be double that. Double, yeah, that's right. Um, but but. But thankful for you. Thankful are. for yeah. what we've got, yeah. and thankful for the investor clients that yeah. we've got that have been working with us and staying true. And I and I tell you, there. The one thing I am seeing is that if you were in, if you found a home in uh, February or January before this hit, and you were wanting to make an offer on it, in all likelihood, you were in there with two, maybe three other investors to mm -hmm. try to get it. Right now, I think if you find a property that's a good one, it might just be you. Right. You might have another one, but I think you have. We're not seeing deep discounts again right. because tenants, like we've just said, are paying rent. So right. we're not, no investors are coming and saying, man, I got to run for the hills. I got to get out of here. But we are having a, a little less competition. Sure. So if you're out there looking and you think, hey, is it, should I stop? The answer is no. I think you should, you know, put your foot on the gas and try to see if you can acquire some more properties yeah. that you might not have a chance to get. So good news on yeah. that. What about property management, leasing and collections, maintenance? I know you touched on it a yeah, little bit, yeah, but yeah. Any, nothing else, just moving along. Moving along. I mean, I think uh, it's starting to heat up in Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, today, right now it's 84, got up to almost 90 yesterday. So, yeah. you know, AC calls are coming in. And that's, you know, and that's unfortunately, that's the piece the next three months of just buckle down and keep your expenses as, as tight as you can because. You're going to be faced with something. Yeah, I mean, I've already replaced myself two or three units and, you know, uh, when they're 1994, 97, I've had a couple of those. I mean, it's time to get, you know, I just go ahead and replace the whole system. That's a whole nother, you know, show in itself. But that is a whole nother yeah. show. I do the same thing. Yeah, just spend a few, uh, you know, four or 500 extra bucks. Now you got a complete system with a 10 year warranty and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but that's coming down the pipe with just how that's hot seasonal it is. too. Seasonal. I mean, like, that's not necessarily that's right. a COVID thing. I mean, that's just something you ought to be prepped for anyway. Correct. Okay. So today we're going to talk about top 10 mistakes that investors make. There's, way more than 10 yep. we debated before we started the show should we do the top 20 and and we might get to 20 we, we called it 10 but might do a part two if we we, to. we yeah. might we've got a couple of pages here worth of mistakes so uh, let, let's start off with the the first thing that we wrote down was the biggest sin i think that you can that you can commit when you're buying investment real estate and that's to not do your proper due diligence on the house and the market in the area and um, the people you're dealing with and the people that you're dealing with that might be the biggest thing right yeah. there the house could check out for you but if the people that you're dealing with are uh, not on your side it's your amazing it's lower we and we've had <coughs> multiple shows in the past talk about this where you and i would just it would be hard for you and i to give up money you know two thousand miles away and so but I don't know that I could do it, you know, to be honest. I, I mean, I feel a little better now because I have those in Dyersburg, but that ain't 2,000 miles. No, That's an hour. hour and a half. You can get there before <laughs> yeah. lunch. But, yeah. yeah, I think just sort of that just leads into if you're going to do it, which, you know, I was talking to somebody last night in New York, and his big thing was, you know, he, he just can't. There's nothing for him to – in his mind, there's nothing for him to invest in in New York or the surrounding areas. So he's got to do something different. So – that's where we've been blessed to be where we are. Because we're here, we're jaded. Because we're here, we're jaded. But in other areas of the country, they had, there's no choice if you want to put your money to work and really get that velocity of money we always talk about. So, But if you're going to do that, you really need to vet that team. Um, and we'll get into the kind of house piece of it. But, you, yeah. know, you know, you hear all the time somebody saw a good ad, somebody <coughs> saw uh, a, a promotion somewhere, and they just start clicking buttons, and all of a sudden they're buying a house in Memphis and giving 100% of the funds without ever closing. And yeah or paying for the rehab before closing and then you close and then 
there's there's Ponzi schemes out there. I mean, there's there's definitely Ponzi schemes. I, I've heard of, um, and, and, and I'm going to say this knowing I have great relationships with wholesalers, but mm. um, the one of the worst mistakes you can make is to fully trust a wholesaler or at least one that you haven't worked with in the past. If they're brand new or you can't call somebody and say, hey, have you worked with so-and-so or have you worked with so-and-so, if you can't get anybody to say, oh, yes, I have, and give you a little bit of history and background on them, I would proceed with extreme caution. Yeah, I mean, I, we call it low-cost experiment. You know, That's crawl right. before you walk, before you run. What can yeah. you do to kind of tiptoe into that relationship? Yeah. And you know, and to me, and we're starting to do this on the property management side for clients, like trying to vet out clients. We want the cr- clients that match us. Yeah. Kind of the same thing, like make that turnkey or that wholesaler go through some hoops. Yeah. And see how they respond. You know, for example, wholesaler A sends you a deal. Hey, I, before I can move forward, I need the the, you know, the original contract. Is he willing to show it to you? Yeah, you know, like that's a big one. That's a big one. Like, <laughs> is that you know that that shows you the trust? If he hesitates on there, then yeah, there might what's be something going on? Else. Some, something else. So, uh, or you know, can I get a video? Can I get, you know, full set of pictures? Can you give me the age of the equipment? You know, stuff. Yeah. Make them jump through hoops, and so if they just blow you mm-hmm. off, that's not who you want to work with. But if they take you seriously. They're going to look at it, how can they improve their business. Does that make sense? One like way to look at that too is if they give you that up front. Oh, I love having the, the, the one the thing I does, cannot yeah. stand when I receive properties from a wholesaler, whether it's for me to sell them or if it's for me to, to look at to buy, is here's the address and an email and it needs 5K in repairs. Yeah. No link to pictures, no video, no nothing. It, it, I, I'm really quick to breeze by it. The more information that just to me, it's, whether they're buttoned up or not, yeah. if they send me all that information, it comes across as they're buttoned up and they're, right. they're above board and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. So yeah. vet your properties and build your team um, as solidly as you can. Um, references yeah, trust and but referrals. Buy, yeah, trust but verify. That's what that whole yeah. reference. Yeah, just ask for some references. Like, don't just take the word of the person. You know. And that's not – this isn't wholesalers. I'm talking – yeah, you're talking anything. attorneys, assurance. Everybody. I mean, it's everybody. Yeah. Get some references. Get some understanding of, of who they are. Do some web searches. I mean, you can look at some property managers in town and Google and find out they've had some pretty crazy pass. You know, yeah. like, and so that, but it's your choice. You decide, is that somebody you want to work with or not? You know, yeah. like, you, I mean, we talk about this at our house all the time. Like, you know, you decide. <laughs> You know, but you have to do the action to yeah. de- make that decision. Like, if you don't take the time to, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. anyway. Um, number two yeah. on, on top 10 to 20 things that investors, uh, mistakes that they make are buying the wrong areas. And I, you know, I think, uh, are we going to do, is it, we're going to shoot for maybe late June or July to do the zip code breakdown again? I think we said first of July, first get of the July. data and get it scrubbed and all that stuff. We'll get so after the fourth of yeah. July and we're going to come back and break down the zip codes again. That by far has been uh, the most popular show that we do yeah. when, when uh, I've, you know, there's three, uh, we break them down into, into three different shows, but um, it's been a huge asset for me and for our mm-hmm. clients. So we're looking forward to that. So buying the ro- in the wrong areas, uh, you know, chasing poor uh, pro forma yields. Yeah. Um, the, you know, I get calls weekly from investors with a home in, um, North Haven or 38126 or somewhere and mm-hmm. and the rent's $500 and the person only wants 17,000 bucks for right. it and uh, you you put all that out on a spreadsheet with the low taxes and the low insurance and low everything and your 21% y- return and, and yield and how can you pass this up 
what do you, what's the first, I know what I say, but what's the first thing you say? Because I know you're hit up with it too, right? I uh, mean, just yesterday. Somebody had, they, were, they, they had a spreadsheet house and it looked great, but it was in a terrible area. I mean, his first thing was like, man, y'all got stuff that's, uh, I think, 30 plus percent return. Yeah. And I was like, man, I said, I don't want that. Yeah, I was like, look, just, you know, uh, you know, I told him at least 50%, you know me, I'm a conservative. But especially on this stuff. Hey, I agree with you there. I don't normally agree with you on that percentage in different parts of town. Sure. But if you're in 126-106 North Haven, somewhere like that, I yeah. might even go to 60. Yeah. And I would say 60, and if it's still a good return for you, then you're okay. You know, like, yeah. but you got to understand, like, the problem is, you know, that, that discrepancy. That. Yeah, the, well, the discrepancy of they, they put on paper they thought they were going to get a 30% return, and now it's really only a 10 or 9 or 8 or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And now they're super, super, like, think that, you know, it's world's falling to an end, <laughs> but that's still a good return, but you just got to know what you're getting into because there's a lot of drama, a lot of back and forth, a lot of turnover, a lot of evictions, a lot of maintenance. There's a ton of stuff that goes into depending on the, the asset class you Way pick. less community pride. That's a big thing Yeah. when you're talking about owning multiple ones in, in a certain area is how, how, you know, how prideful is the community on keeping up the houses and doing, or is this just a place to lay your head at night and they right. don't care of the condition? I. I never, like, I almost will stand up on, you know, top of a building. Please don't buy it. Please don't buy it. I mean, I, you know, and I love selling houses. I mean, that's how yeah. I make a living. But I can't, um, the, the, the $20,000 house or $17,000 house that rents for 400 bucks is going to be a nightmare. Well, and I would say, you know, it's hard to manage from a distance in that asset class. But you can as long as your, your assumptions are right. I mean, that's yeah. what, you know what I mean? We manage in those all the day, you know, all day, every day. We know to cage the AC. We know to board up the house on the back. You know, we know. Yeah, and I, I guess if you're versed doors, on it, then yeah, you can make that work. Yeah, so, which would be, you know, it's probably number twenty-one, is just, um, you know, picking the PM that that manages the right asset class. You know, like, you don't want somebody, um, like for us, for example. <laughs> You know, a lot of ours is, ours is C and B minus kind of stuff. Yeah. So getting an A is like Christmas. Yeah. Versus somebody that just manages A and you ask them to get a C. I mean, I had a, a good friend of mine text me the other night. He's like, man, I just I can't do this one. You know, and, and so yeah. he passed it to us because he, which I love about him, he recognizes that doesn't fit his mold and yep. he will have a hard time with it. Whereas we know ins and outs. Does that I've make sense? Yeah. You so so yeah. that's just that's just. Yeah, yeah, so you're, you're selling a Mercedes and you're selling a right. Datsun. Yeah, that's two different yep. things. Um, number three, not using licensed contractors. Yep. Um, I don't, you know, so uh, here's what I do. I'll be honest with you. Here's what I do with clients, and I, and I tell them up front, you know, I've got you a chuck in a truck. <laughs> I've got you a residential ready-made crew that can handle anything and any problem. And I've got just a, a home inspector that can find and, and, and um, um, hire that work out. I've got three different levels that you can choose from. And, and honestly, if it's some rotten wood and maybe a little drywall work, the chuck in a truck will probably work for you. But if you're doing anything that requires pulling permits or plumbing or electrical or roof or anything that matters, really, uh, not using a licensed contractor, I think you're setting yourself up for trouble. It's funny. When I think about that, I think that some of what drives my behavior now. I remember when I was a little kid, my parents hired somebody to enclose our carport because our and we were. St I mean, I was living with my brother in one of the little tiny bedrooms, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we needed some space. And so they hired a guy 
just messed, jacked it up. And mm-hmm. come to find out, he wasn't licensed, mm-hmm. wasn't insured. Everything he had was leased. All the equipment. In his, his wife's name. Like, he had, I mean, it was a total, like, scam artist to the core, which goes back to number one about due, due diligence. Sure. My parents didn't do the due diligence. They just hired somebody. Hired somebody and trusted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that's where people understand. I mean, I just got one today about, you know, a uh, lawsuit in Tennessee where dogs and you can be buttoned up as you can, but you can still lose a lawsuit when, you know, a dog is in your property that you clearly stated can't, shouldn't be. But you need that license bonded, insured, general liability, all that stuff. You need that coverage. And I'm in the middle of doing the, the renewal for city light maintenance and the Crestwood, the property management. Yeah. I mean, it's tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And people don't realize that when they talk about chucking a truck versus license bonded, insured. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, I, I with blood, sweat and tears and got my mechanical and my plumbing and I'm now uh, doing the GC tomorrow, picking the class. But, yeah. you know, it's very important to us to have those licenses so then we can carry the, the proper bondage and insurance. But that costs money. Yeah. And so you got to, you know, as a client. You got to know what you're paying for. You got to know what you're paying for. You got to understand that people, that people just say that's too expensive or whatever. And it's like, no, step back. I'm not talking about just us. I'm just talking about in general. In general. When you get pricing, understand the what or why behind the, you know, what And if you do, it helps you understand it better. It still might not work for you because you don't make the house work. And it's it's your choice, again, your choice if you pick Chuck in a truck. There's nothing, nobody, it's not illegal to pick Chuck in a truck. And in some cases, that's useful. Like I said, rotten woods, drywall holes. small things here and there. But, again, you know what the most, the the workers' comp highest cost, what they call mod rate, it's it's a, a percentage of your payroll or your revenue is carpenters and painters. Really? Because, uh, and then roofing is right behind it. I mean, I had my roofer buddy, uh, he texted me the other day. He's like, man, I can't get to your, your property today because I had a guy fall off the roof yesterday. So painters <laughs> fall off ladders, <laughs> you know, so they're breaking arms. And I'm not laughing at that, but I that know. had to be a crazy call. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, it wasn't any of ours. But, but, I mean, thankfully, I've helped him. I've mentored him over the years to get – workers comp general liability because and that's he had it. B- yeah and he had it so then the the owner could have su- the owner of that house could have sued him or cancel you know what i mean like or that that employee is the guy okay yeah he was fine yeah, okay. but just my point was just there's a ton of stuff that plays into that, that plays versus into that. just yep. hey we're 25 percent higher than right. the competition that's right understand why we're not trying to make more money there's just more cost yeah. in this um going you know rolling right into number five yeah. going the cheapest is this kind of parlays into what we were just talking about going yeah. to the cheapest you get what you pay for that's with for everything everything not 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 the worker but the materials and the uh, real estate agents that you use yeah. you know and the your attorney your attorneys your, and yeah. everything yeah. yeah i mean i think we would say you know like on the agent side you you charge flat fee up to a certain per point and it's yep. because you want to add as much value to that certain point that you can yeah and then, you know, there's a reason there's why a reason. I didn't because I want to make more money. We have to get the other buyer, the buyer agents to get invested. Yeah, in. Yeah, you got to have some interest. If you're going to throw them a few hundred dollars because we're, we're doing three percent, right. they're not going to come and right. be interested in selling this house. All the agents are, are, you know. So am I trying to make more money? No. What I'm trying to do is make a fair amount on our end. And I'm trying to uh, properly attract buyers agents to it. Because right. if you're listing a house for 30 grand, you know, three percent of it's 900 bucks. You pay taxes. You know, so an agent's going to come to you for four hundred or five hundred dollars? No. Well, think I'm about find something else. And think about like even attorneys. 
you know, we've talked about this one before. I mean, a hundred dollars. Stories behind this. Yeah, I mean, there's an attorney we used years ago, probably when Doug and I first started Templus years ago, that we closed with him. He was cheap, yeah. but we're still waiting for our paperwork. Still now. Yeah, we never never received it. Now, thankfully, he recorded it. And we can go <laughs> in the back end and get it, but he never sent it to us. But we see a lot of people using you know th- those attorneys, and every time you talk to them, you, your friends are well, it's good price, da 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 da, and it's like. Well, how's it going? He goes, well, they're sloppy. They miss this and that. So, to me, if you think about your, you know, and there's a good uh, podcast, Naval, I think it's called. I'm gonna find it while we're talking. But he, he talks about your your value of your money. Yeah. And so, you know, for a hundred bucks, is your time right now worth a hundred bucks? Yeah. An hour. I think it is. So. Yeah, for sure. What I'm saying on that is, if you have to on the back end find this or check all the paperwork, to make sure sure it's right, was it really worth that hundred dollars savings? Some people get so short-sighted on saving that $100 for that attorney versus, man, I know when I take it to Will Griffin Jr., who's one you know, one of our good friends and colleagues. Sponsor of the show. Sponsor of the show. You know, I think, you know, they always double-check, and they sit down. I mean, I talked to him about it this other day. Like, man, why don't you just give me the paperwork and yeah. let me just sign and get out of here? Yeah. He goes, no, nah, I want to make sure it's all right. I mean – his his partner Shelly, I sat down with her and she's like, she, she's like I always find mistakes, you know. She always <laughs> she sat down with you. I've yeah. closed with her a few times. Yeah, she just she's good. She's just flowing through and making sure that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I mean we can talk on and on about that, but you get what you pay for. So keep that in mind. Whether it's your agent, Every attorney, time. property manager, I can't tell you, you know. And I know from a fact this is one thing. I'll just <laughs> go. <laughs> you yeah. know where I'm going. Because I know this. where you're going. From a prop, I do all the new property management clients, and I know if somebody just hammered me on price. They're going to hammer you on price from the beginning to the end. To the end. So I'd rather just let them go somewhere else because it's not worth – they're not thinking about it as an investment. And I understand – I understand, you know, I told one guy yesterday, like, he was just – he wanted me to go, like, no renewal fee. And I was like, man, everybody pays a renewal fee. There's so much work that goes into renewals. And I tried to lay it out for him, and yeah. he still, you know – I was like, man – What was the result of that? Yeah, I'm not telling you. Conversation. Uh, <laughs> between me and him is confidentiality. <laughs> uh, but at my, in my mind, I was like, man, I've got to make money as a business. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I want to be fair. You want to make it a win-win. But if I'm know, collecting $40 a month from you for eternity and that's it, that isn't going to work. It ain't going very far. No. So anyway. Yeah. Well, that okay. is, so get what you yeah. pay for. Number yeah. six here, start out too fast as an investor. Like, yeah. what's too aggressive in your mind? I, well, that's kind of a jaded question. I think it builds. You think it builds? It builds. Uh, as far as like, you know, if you're a newbie, one, two, you know, do one. I think you did it right. I mean, I think you said, I want three this year. And yeah. then the next year, you would probably did six. Yeah. You know, and this year, you could handle ten. See what I'm saying? Like that, how it builds. And that's my, that's confidence about my goal. Yeah, well, you have, you have a sustaining business running. I'm yeah. not having to dump thousands and thousands of sure. dollars into this to keep it going right it's running it's kind of running itself i mean i have to put a little money here and there but uh, not really yeah my biggest example on that for you is is uh, a friend of ours that when we first started it you know the story but you know he did oh 10 yeah. houses over five years which is a good number yeah and then like on the sixth year and i'm gonna get the math a little bit off but on the sixth year he bought like 10 in one year and just wasn't ready for it that. wasn't ready for it and just didn't have the systems and the and the reserves and you know, his mental capacity, you know, uh, to handle it, to handle it. So, um, so yeah. I think and we ended up, unfortunately, selling all those off. 
Yes. He got rid of. He got, he got out of it. Got, got out of it. He had twenty, and he got. He's down to zero, and yep. hadn't been back in. So and that's kind of the point I wanted to make, not to glorify that and take you know at, at that bad situation, but it can happen. Yes. You can get to a certain point to where you're moving too quick. I don't, you know, each individual is going to have a different um, bandwidth for what they can take on based on their personal income and right. net worth. I mean, you're going to be able to move quicker or slower. So if you're not taking and not putting proper reserves in place per house, not, yeah. hey, I got five grand and I got 10 houses over here in reserve and I got $5,000 in reserve and that's it. You're going to struggle mightily and yeah. quick. I mean, that. That plays right into seven, which is plays part of going too fast. It's the whole Zero reserves. reserves. You know, I think you've got to, you know, build up several thousand per property. Not to say you're going to have to use it, but just have it there, yes. you know, just in case. I mean, I think you can't tell on a water heater, an HVAC system, a roof, you know, a tree following, and now, now you got to use your $2,000 deductible. You know, like yep. there's all kinds of what ifs. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have those reserves and you just in your mind, and then part of that is just mentally, like I had a client the other day, yesterday before yesterday, you know, it was interesting. It was an interesting case study. I'll give you real quick. Mm-hmm. She bought it from a turnkey guy, which is a good friend of ours from up north. Mm-hmm. He bought it four, four and a half years ago. We put a tenant in there. He did a great job on the rehab, spent ten, fifteen thousand. I can't remember the number. Yep. Harbor floors, LVP, ceramic, all that stuff. Yeah. So fast forward, she, she was sold the house six months ago by him. So, four-year tenant when she bought it, okay? In her mind, she's putting, you know, 50 bucks a, a week back. Okay. F- 50 bucks a month, sorry. Which still is, that's not enough to begin with regardless. No. But, you know, she's got a $4,000 rent ready. And yeah. she's just livid. And I'm like, here's what you got to understand. You know, that's not just somebody. Been, that Dan, who sold, the guy that sold it to you, um, you know, he made a killing because he if you go look at his maintenance I mean he was spending a couple hundred bucks a year because yeah. he redid everything yeah. you're just on the back end of wear and tear new paint jobs new blinds so she has she's had it for four years no she's just only had it for six but the tenant's been there for four and a half and now and she's you know the math four thousand rehab right and so if she'd, she if she'd owned it the four and a half years she would have had the four thousand she just bought it and didn't understand the, the you know what it reminds me of what's that Watching somebody at a casino at a slot machine lose for two hours, mm-hmm. get up frustrated, mad. You sit down, and within five minutes, you've won the jackpot. The next, yeah. I mean, am I, it, it, is, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that, it's gone well. It, this is would be reverse of that. It's gone well for somebody for four years. Sells it, tenant right. moves out, and now you notice things that you didn't. That's why th- I, it, that could be another show of buying homes in the burst strategy and buying homes that are cash flowing and occupying. You know, right. The difference between the burr and and bear because. If she'd have bought that home or bought that, that used that money and those funds for a birth strategy oh, property, right. she wouldn't no be issues, hit with that right. issue. But because sure. she bought a cash flowing asset, and by the way, I've been on both sides of that stick. Like, yeah. it's it's no good. You buy a cat, you buy an asset. Four months later, they're moving out. And right. by the way, it's going to be five grand to get this thing ready again. And you know, unless you're prepared for that, that can be devastating. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's our favorite number eight. Yeah. Um, Stop at, uh, I can't read your hand right. One or two versus, versus ten. ten. You know, like. You cannot, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> you have to take a deep breath on that one. Yeah, because cause I have a lot of people ask me this question. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a question I get a lot. 
I do not think that if you're going to make this a business of yours that you can stop at two, three, and four because there is not enough cash flow unless you're just going to buy them cash. Now, if you want to buy four houses cash, yes, you'll survive on that and it, you won't have many problems there. That's about half of our clients, though. So the other half that need loans, if y'all are listening, I, I would, man, how do you, 10 is the number. We've always said that. You've heard us on this show say mm -hmm. that, you know, a million times that you need 10 houses. But stopping at one or two from every – okay, let me let me flip it this way. <laughs> how many – because you, you know all these management clients. How many that stopped at one or two are thrilled with the process, can't love it, not going to buy any more? This is what I was seeking to do. Not many. Right. Yeah, I mean because they, it's too much of a headache. Get, they end up getting out at some point. I, I just took a guy and sold two that he had for nine months yesterday. He's like, hey, I'm done. I'm not going to buy anymore. And he's like, and this is driving me nuts. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's like, you know, that gnat on your leg or your arm. You know, like yeah. that's what it feels like when you have one or two or three. Like, and some people, if you, again, it goes back to mindset yep. and understanding what you're doing as far as, like, your plan. If you don't have a plan on that and you just thought it would be fun because you were at a barbecue and a buddy said, <laughs> go buy a couple rentals in Memphis, Tennessee, yeah. it ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, so – but if you had the mindset, well, this is just going to be a way for other people to pay for me to have $100,000 extra, uh, you know, equity, you know, something that you could do with 10, 15 years from now, and I don't care if it costs me a little bit of money here and there without breaking the bank, that's a st that is a strategy. I, we just don't advise. At Crestcore, we just don't really advise that. That's not what, not not who we do the best with and not who, you know, no. um, we try to help thrive. Uh, you know, and it's because, you know, if you look at our client base, 80% of our work is on 20% of our clients. Or yeah, and that 20% is the one or two <laughs> house owners. Because every not the bill guys every got 25. No. They're no. they're on, they're not I mean they need a property they, manager but they're, they're not they're, they're a different need. It's more reporting, you know, planning, strategy, you know, watching cash flow, that kind of stuff versus you got two. why is this one bill $300, you know, like it just Oh, the people going that back do and that. Forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one sitting in this room. <laughs> for our Brian. audience to know, yeah, that's right. Me. Brian's uh, in here from IT. He can give us a detailed list of Brian, you top client, the uh, <laughs> top client, the people that email that's us. That would, you would be number I'm one. Number one. You've been dying to say that too. This been waiting to figure out how to plug that how in. How to plug that in that I that I complain the yep. most. I'm just I have a lot of questions, Dan. Yeah. Number nine: too emotional versus the numbers. Um, yep. I get this a lot, man. I get I get heated conversations. Yep. Uh, wh why would you do this and why would you not do this versus looking at it as a real investment? I mean, yeah. you're not living in this home, Mr. and Mrs. Investor. I mean, right. that's not, you know, um, why won't they accept this? I get that. Yeah. Why? What do you mean they won't take this offer? Well, you offered 25% less than the list price. What do you right. mean? Getting emotional versus sticking with the facts, and mm -hmm. uh, it often gets in the way. Plays every part of it, making the offer, closing it, yeah. like, and all the riffraff that comes along with the as is versus contingencies, yeah. and you know, then it's the, you know, the tenant messed my house up, you know, those kind of things. Right. I, mean, I think that um, you've got to, uh, uh, you know, just got to take that, take the motion out of it. Look at the numbers. Not even like when we go talk about people get to 10. Yeah. You know, I have a, a, a lady that's coming to us with like nine. And I just said, look, we're going to have to analyze this every six months. And like, if you got a dog, let's get rid of the dog. <laughs> you know, like, let's don't, you know. And then Douglas and I took that. That took us 
many, many years to figure that out. We were so blowing and going that finally when we got, you know, head above water and started looking back, we realized mm -hmm. that, I'm trying to think what percentage, 5% of the portfolio was bad. Just, just no was, matter what was you sucked, did, yeah. you couldn't make any money. Tried to will it to, to prosperity, and uh, <laughs> it didn't work. So, you know, I think, and then just, you know, a turnover and understanding, like, like, like the lady I was talking about the other day, she was just so upset about, you know, they need to be painted after four and a half years. And it's like, ma'am, I mean, if that's, I told her, I was like, I looked at the scope. As I looked at the scope, I said, if that's our worst issue, that's uh, we're doing pretty good. After you know, four like and a half years. After four and a half years yeah. of just, just you know, smudges and the dirt. The inside and of the house? Yeah, yeah. Not even the outside, just the inside. So, but just too emotion in it. You know, like, it's just like it, the expectation versus an investment. I mean, again, I think this market the stock market is a great uh, uh, parallel to this. We, we talk about this a lot over the years. But, yeah. you know, my first reaction, you know, I, and a lot of people's first reaction three months ago was sell it all so I don't want to lose any more money. <laughs> and I showed my wife the other day. I was like, it's up higher. I mean, now, I fully expect to go back down, but it's higher than it was pre-COVID. Because of the stuff that you were invested in has now come back yeah. stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then, again, that's a whole – that's a – it's an individual case, but yeah. Yeah, but it's a, it's an old lesson around you know Buffett and the strategies you know how to invest. But um, but I could have taken the emotional, and a lot of people did. I mean, you talked to. Well, that's I'm, why the market I'm, went down. I'm texting my, that's, that's my finance advisors, like buddies, and like, I bet you're having a great day. You know, just watching the market stuff and like, man, you have no idea. Yeah, they're freaking just, out. They're freaking out. People yeah. are just calling. Thinking so that their their life's coming to an end, and but that's what drives it, right? I mean, that, that, that's what when you start to see it creep, it's because on and freaking out and selling yeah. everything they got. Now, I, I th and this rolls into time at number ten here. Looking at the short term game versus the long term game, or long -term exactly perspective. Right. I mean, if you're coming into this going, man, I'm going to ball out and for four years on this right. with rentals, that you're going to be s like deeply disappointed at the end of four years because yeah. you're not going to be sitting on a big pot of gold. You've got some assets and you've got some appreciation and you've got some um, equity that you've built up by having your tenants pay it down. You might have a little appreciation here in this market, but you're not, you know, you need to get something a little more aggressive. This right. is a long-term play, rentals. Now, this, in that area of investing. So yeah. flipping property is a little different, but right. if you're the buying, holding, holding your rentals, it's a long-term play. That's why I put mine on 15 and 20 year notes. I don't go any, I don't use any of the Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac products. I try to put yeah. everything on a 15 because yeah. I'm trying to pay it off. I'm not using that cash flow right now to pay myself. I'm trying to pay it down so I can have those later. You know, and I think, uh, again, trying to, you know, as we're trying to help investors kind of correlate, it's kind of like being like a day trader yeah. versus, you know, I met with my mentor the other day. He came by the house and which is, that's a whole other story. It's kind of fun with my son. Him on here one day. It would be fun. It would be lively. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, and his, his, he was asking me about this. We were talking about the stock market, and he's like, man, I told him how it did, and he's like, that ain't too good. You know, so that was very humbling. But his point was, you know, talking about day trading and all that stuff, like if you just want an 8 or 10%, whatever that number is, I can't remember the exact percent, just put it in an S&P 500 fund. Yeah. Just put it in a fund or a com set of companies that are in the S and P five hundred, and you see the average return is eight percent or whatever that number is. It's safe. It's so same thing with real estate. You're going to have months, maybe quarters, maybe even a year where it's negative. You know, like and that's just part. I mean, like look at the stock. Like the stock market does this. I mean, uh, it yeah. doesn't do this. No, 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 no. So we're and neither are your houses. No, no. I mean, there's 
I got one right now on Owen that I, I drove by there this morning because I'm I'm trying to get it fixed up. It's it's tired. That's right down here. Yeah, just right right down the street. I've owned it probably. Don't, it's not for sale. <laughs> it's not a dog. Don't go get me skip traced and call. Burn half yeah. of it and call you. Yeah. So, <laughs> but my wife and I drove by it. You know, after working out this morning and just I was like, I'm just thankful. I painted the whole outside. Never have done that. I you yeah. know, did some landscaping, fixed some fencing, went above and beyond the norm because it's just it's. You know, it's time. It's been there. I've owned it for 10-plus years. So guess what? The numbers, when I look at Owen on December of 2020, it's going to show a loss. I already know that. I already know. I already, but, I, but the volume piece of owning multiple houses helps in 2021. It'll be positive. 2022, it'll be positive. I know that so it'll be positive. So are you taking that? Are you ch I'm not saying, because it's going to come across like I'm asking you if you've been a slumlord. No. What I'm no. trying to say is, have you done that universally over your whole portfolio? Is it? Are you looking like okay now? The next time this one turns, I'm gonna do a little bit extra to ensure it a little longer, or or do you? Because I know, and we don't we don't talk about yeah. this much, but you guys have an, uh, a large portfolio, so we're not we're sure. not talking about 50 homes here. We're talking about a lot. So are you looking at it from? Hey, I'm in the mode now where I've owned I've been in the business for 20 years. Yeah. Now, when turns start coming up, I might put that extra 25% into rehab in it because I'm going through a phase where I want to have them longer. Is that something you're shifting gears towards? It's funny you said that. I, my mindset has changed a little bit to, like, sustainability. Because you know, I don't mean you've slumlorded it. No, but, I, but I've always been – they joke with the half office. Roof, you're half a roof guy. Half a roof guy. Put a half roof on. Absolutely. Well, I need the full roof if half the roof's the only one that's okay. leaking. So have you, have you shifted gears then since, since you said <laughs> – <laughs> have you shifted gears to now you're the whole roof guy or are you still or is this are you just inching i would say i'm still roof? the i'm still the half roof guy because i would rather save that money to upgrade something else within that house okay so like the house on owen yeah you know did landscaping uh my wife was like does that really matter to a tenant i'm like no but it just shows well you know because they're going it's going to die when gonna i go rent quicker. I'm, I'm gonna get upset three months when i drive by and the, the, <laughs> the bushes are shriveled up and you know <laughs> <laughs> Weeds are flowing out of the not a sprinkler not one. A sprinkler on the one. No, <laughs> that's not what they want to do. That's not you know. But no, they're paying to live. They're just right. and that's it. They're not paying to work. But I mean, to your point, I, my mindset is changing to like, all right, I gotta preserve this as things start to pay off and like this kind of things. Like preserve this for the longevity, and so, and you don't. I mean, you know, if you build a portfolio, you need to be reinvesting in your in your properties to keep that cash flow. Because that's where you see people get in trouble. That's a whole other show. Yeah. It's just the, 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 that's what happened in 08. You know, people were over leveraged. Yeah. So then the first thing that happened was, you know, um, between the two was probably maintenance started going down. They wouldn't fix anything. Then the tenants would move out because you weren't fixing anything. Then you couldn't pay the property taxes because you didn't have, Rent. then you couldn't pay the mortgage. And then all of a sudden you're in default and it sells for pennies on the dollar. So do you think, and I want to touch more on that half a, half a roof. <laughs> Did you start off, because here's how I've started yeah. off. I've started off with, I bought some that were cash flowing and occupied. Mm -hmm. So if something goes out right now, I don't call a guy to repair it. I, I just replace it. Mm. I mean, that's an absolute, so sure. I won't, we won't use absolutes. But yeah. if, if, if I get several leaks on a house and I've had two or three calls about a leaky roof, I'm just replacing the roof. Because I'm in, I wouldn't call it infant stages, but compared to you guys over there, I'm, I'm still early on in this in the owning process sure so i'm in that mode of fix it 
-hmm. You know, if it's a leak in the wall, pull the whole wall, pull the drywall off, replace the plumbing all the way up to the line or whatever it is. Right. I want to do it right because I don't want any more problems. Are you telling me that as I get into the 50s and 60s of ownership and I'm going to shift out of that and then come back? No, I think you're an anomaly because I think you've learned from our mistakes. Yeah, so you don't, you don't which is true. I, I mean, I've learned, being, I mean, that is, so you think, you don't think I'll, that mindset I tense it change. a little bit too much on the front end, if that's what you're, if you really want to get to the root. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm asking, yeah, but I'm trying right. to figure out. So, so you, and again, I'm not talking slumlord stuff to where it's no. not healthy and safe. I'm talking about like, hey, if part of the fence is busted up, are you fixing three boards or are you fixing 10 feet? 10, that's right. You I know? would do the three boards. You would do the three boards. Before. Before. Now, now I'm looking more like, let's, I, I want to make sure I don't want to hear about it for several years. So I've started with that. So you think I, you helped me avoid maybe some headaches. Yeah, I just think that, you know, just like the roof thing. I mean, like, you know, if, and it's tough. That's what's so hard. That's why you gotta you got to manage your manager. We've said this forever, and again, I think we're because they might be thinking doing you a favor by only doing the it low yeah. is a low amount. But it's three hundred, five hundred dollars, whereas you could have spent twenty five hundred and fixed half, replaced the whole half roof, because that five hundred dollar repair may or may not last for six months or a year. Yeah, a repairs in a roof, especially like in in valley. But this takes, it takes either experience and going through those trials and tribulations or yeah. leaning on guys like us and yeah. girls like us that can tell you this is some of the pitfalls Does that yeah. make sense so yeah. and that's where we're trying to get as property managers and we're not there yet but to be the advocate and help the owners with that piece and versus just passing the quote be like no if you some advice so some, some some help so one of my yeah, third quarter that. rocks you know for for us is like to provide choices every time we give you uh, um, a quote hey we can replace that or repair that roof for 350 or replace half of it for 2500 you know that kind of stuff we're trying to get to that level if so. if, if you're an investor in your season um the last seven minutes of this show right here is valuable info i think that touches on if you're new i mean you, you need to adopt a way to do it anyway but if you're seasoned and you're along if you're 10 plus i call it a seasoned investor mm -hmm. like 10 plus if you're 10 plus homeowner out there or investment homeowner out there, I think the last seven minutes is extremely valuable. You need to decide what you're going to be and what you're going to do. Yeah, what kind of investor? Right away. Hey, uh, we're going to stop today. Yeah. Uh, we've been on a little, about 40 minutes or so, so let's stop today. We've got several others. Dan and I will talk. If this has been useful, let us know. Shoot me an email, yeah. dean at crestcore.com. Comments here on when we post it. If this is useful to you, we'll keep going. There's, There's – 10 plus more. We'll There's 10 more to 12 us. more yeah. on here. So if, if this is useful to you, let us know. We'll keep them going. Um, appreciate you guys listening today. We're going to be back next Wednesday at 11. Uh, if you have any questions, email me, dean at crestcore.com. That's D-E-A-N at crestcore.com. Dan? Dan at crestcore.com. There you go. Guys, thanks you for tuning in today. Appreciate it. We'll be back next Wednesday at 11 o'clock. Thank you.